When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Straight Out of Marvel. It shows Kevin 27 back with another fire episode. And today we have a Marvel news show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Marvel news show. I just feel like I'm going grind mode, and we have so much to talk about today. I was kind of sitting here and I'm like, wait, is it Marvel news? And then I started thinking about everything that's happened. We got Jonathan Majors updates that we have to get to, but that is going to be definitely towards the latter end of the podcast. We got a Stan Lee documentary to talk about. If you haven't watched the Stan Lee documentary, I'm just going to assume that you are not a Marvel fan, okay? We also have Deadpool stuff to talk about. It's so much going on in the Marvel Universe, so much news. I can't contain myself. If you haven't already listened to episode one, Resurrection of the Secret Invasion after show, go over there, listen to that. Give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. Shout out to my boy, King Elab, my man, my main man, Evian, Evian. Sorry, bro. You got to tell me how to say your name. But uh, yeah, shout out to him, man. I really appreciate it that my first written review in like a year i really appreciate it so go ahead and run that up and um let's get into the news okay so first off let's talk about some box office stuff miles morales on top once again number one domestically in america right now okay also miles morales spider-man across the spider-verse has crossed $506 million. It's almost at 507 because it's at 506.9. Like, bro, this is amazing. $297 million domestically, $209 million internationally. I mean, bro, the legend of Spider-Man lives on, and it's just another chapter in the canon events of Spider-Man. You got to love it. I mean, oh, 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 you got to love it. Like, bro, this is amazing. It's amazing. And honestly, bro, that's why it's really why I can't wait to get to the Stan Lee portion of this. But yeah, bro, I really love to see spider-man across the spider-verse crossing 500 million dollars this is i i believe the first one made about 300 million total this is at 500 million hasn't even been in theaters a month yet incredible you gotta really tip your hats off to the animators all the creators the voice actors everyone this film was incredible yes i'm still shitting on the ending I don't like a movie that's going to end like that. It felt like it wasn't an ending. It felt like a pause. And especially when it's rumors about it might be on hold till 2025, maybe. Oof. I don't know, man. So, but shout out to the incredible feat of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Go see it if you haven't. A lot of people was trying to front on it not going to see if opening weekend. I don't know why you tell yourselves that, but 
Go see that movie. It was a great. And the soundtrack is still bumping. Soundtrack heavy in my rotation still. Box office numbers continue. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has crossed $850 million worldwide. We are about 30 million, I think 38 million away from Wakanda Forever, which, bro, I always want to see more and more success for Marvel. So, yes, Wakanda Forever is one of my favorite Marvel films. It did not have the long theatrical run that Guardians will have. Remember, the, the volume three for Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't come out until July. Or maybe, is it July or August? I think it's July. And it's only going to be on digital. So you got to pay for it. So it's still not coming out on Disney Plus probably until August. We were in that whole, oh, leave it up for two, what was it? Leave it up for a month and a half, six weeks, and then it's straight to Disney Plus with some of the uh, Marvel films back in. Because, you know, we were still coming off of COVID and all of that stuff. So I'm not mad at it, but definitely a huge feat. Shout out to James Gunn for making such a great film. Such a happy film. <laughs> such a happy film. Okay, let's switch gears and let's talk a little Don Cheadle, right? So Don Cheadle, fresh off of his... uh cameo again in secret invasion he's two for two on black shows right he pulled up in captain america or not captain america but falcon and winter soldier now he's pulling up first episode secret invasion and he was on first episodes of both series shout out to don cheeto but that ain't enough for him he's blackity black y'all i'm black y'all i'm black y'all and i'm blackity black but black black y'all i'm bleakly black 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 like bro that's don cheeto right there don cheeto says that he and samuel l l jackson or is it samuel l jackson thought that they should have appeared in a black panther movie together and he didn't say the first one he said a black panther movie number one number two he was cool with, he was said he was good with either one but he says we thought really you're not going to pull us into Wakanda? Perfect opportunity. Well, why is that opportunity? Is it because you're black? Is it uh is that uh is that black privilege? Is he feeling black privileged that he should have been a part of Wakanda forever? Or he should have been a part of Black Panther? I'm not mad at him for feeling that way, right? I think they kind of was like, yeah, we're gonna let Ryan Kugler do his thing. Maybe that would have been a little too on the nose. Now he was in Wakanda, but that was Infinity War. So it's not like he was never in Wakanda, but I get what he's saying. Like he should have been in Black Panther, according to him. I don't feel like he was needed. Everett Ross was a little more needed just so we can get that colonizer word off. Hilarious still to me, but whatever. But and as far as Nick Fury, nah, I don't think Nick Fury really had any place in there because it didn't seem like he was too cool with Black Panther. Like, it never was a thing. Like, Captain America was more cool with the Black Panther than anything. I mean, his shield was made out of vibranium. So he already always had some type of allegiance to Wakanda, right? Okay. Knock that topic right out of the park. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we've won. And I hate to say it like that. Sounds so haterish. But Bad Bunny has reportedly left El Moreto. The role will also be recast. Now, I only say we won because I think if he's leaving, then that means they're going to just slash the movie altogether. 
I don't think it was specifically Bad Bunny why it was a problem. I think it was just no one cares about El Moreto. Like, we're not even trying to care. I think this is the type of movie you wait until the Sony universe, the Sony Spider-Man universe actually succeeds and thrives and actually if they can come up with their own version of Avengers, like when we, when I say version, I mean, live action success. They haven't had the live action success. Any of the MCU films have had the only live action success that they've had in recent years due is due to Sony or not due to Sony. Excuse me. It's due to Marvel because homecoming was in the MCU. It was a big reboot. Obviously, Far From Home was coming out right after Endgame. And then, of course, No Way Home, you're bringing back all the OGs, which are their property. So you got to give Sony that credit. But still, it was in the MCU, Doctor Strange, all of that. Um, I don't think people really care about some type of El Moreto. I think you got to lull us into that. And you got to show that the Spider-Man universe can be successful. Remember Spider-Man Noir. They having that on Amazon Prime. All of these different Spider-Man universes are will be coming to Prime Video. So you got to give us that first before we can say, okay, Sony, I trust you. Give me El Moreto. The I think the thing is, is because Bad Bunny also is a pop star. And it's like, bro, we don't do that. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Like, we don't do the big superstars. When it, I mean, Tom Holland. We don't do the big superstars and then all of a sudden they a big superhero. They don't we don't do that in Spider-Man. You got to create your own. You got to be like your own thing as Spider-Man. That's how they do it. So, yeah, I'm cool with that. I ain't mad at it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Speaking of the Spider-Man universe, let's talk about Aaron Tyler Johnson real quick. He has called out Spider-Man in a recent post to promote his Craven the Hunter movie. And he says, Spider-Man. I'm coming for you. Pause. But, uh, yo, I had this conversation with my coworker, my dog. I'll probably say like a mentor. Shout out to him. Um, yo, I don't think that Spider-Man could be in a rated R film. I just don't think that. Unless he, maybe he could, but he's not rated R. But Spider-Man, I just, the thing about Spider-Man Spider is kids love Spider Man. He's the most kid friendly superhero. So you have to have Spider Man be appealing to a younger audience and still be able to blend it for an older audience. And I think with Craven the Hunter being such a rated R film, they straight saying, All right, fuck it. Y'all don't like it when we do PG 13. We're going to go rated R and we want the adults to come out. Straight grown ups. We saw the success. Of John Wick 4. Let's do that with Craven the Hunter, blah, 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 blah. So I really understand that as a marketing strategy, but I think overall, Spider Man has to be PG 13. And you can dumb Craven the Hunter down to PG 13. We just seen Nick Fury shoot a motherfucker in the chest, a scroll, bleed him out. Like they was blowing people up in Secret Invasion. Yes, that was TV 14. It's a little different. But still, you can get away with a lot. If you ever seen No Way Home, which a lot of us did, yo, the, some of those hits was brutal. Motherfuckers were getting stabbed, all kind of crazy shit. You can get away with a lot of stuff in PG-13. Obviously, look at what happened with Multiverse of Madness. So I think you can get away with it. 
I don't think that spot or Craven or a Spider-Man will be in a rated R film with Craven. That's just my pr- maybe if it if it happens, they'll do like with Andrew Garfield, maybe something like that. But as far as Tom Holland, nah, man, for the kids, for the kids, man, it's for the kids. Yo, pour up that expensive so we can get offensive. Light up that exotic if you got it, baby. Okay. Okay, we got one more thing of news before we get into the rumors. Okay. Breaking news, Marvel Studios will reportedly not be holding a Hall H panel at this year's San Diego's Comic-Con. Yes, window shattering. Meaning that there will be limited MCU announcements at the convention with the writer strike, everything, all of that. A lot of pushbacks, a lot of delays. It's not really time to be announcing stuff. Everything is in the balance. Now, we are hoping for a July 1st resolution with the writer's strike. Hoping for a July 1st resolution so we can get back on track with, you know, our regularly scheduled programming. But it's not looking promising, man. But they are holding their guns, and I am happy for them. Am I happy for content? No, this is what I do. I love uh, reviewing, you know, movies and TV shows and Shit, we do soundtracks. Anything comic book super relate, superhero related, I'm on it. So, yeah, I think it's a little devastating, a little heartbroken. But, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's nothing we can do about it, man. It's lockouts all the time, like I've said before. And you just got to deal with it. You got to roll with the punches. I believe that's all the news I have as far as because we're going to get into some deep shit in a second. But I just want to get through some news before we get to before we get to the heavy shit. Cause it's some heavy shit, boy. I'll tell you. All right. So let's get into the rumors. Ben Affleck is rumored to be in Deadpool 3, possibly reprising his role as Matt Murdock. The film is rumored to be a multiverse story. Um, I don't know why rumored is obviously pretty obvious. We are in the multiverse saga right now. Everything is multiverse. How do I feel about it? Um, I think this will be Ben Affleck's first time doing this. I actually seen someone try to say, oh, Ben Affleck just reprises his old characters now. Well, that's the same character he's had in The Flash, right? This will be the first time he's actually rehashing the character. And I don't care, man. Screw you guys. I like the original Daredevil movie. Now, will I say it can hold a candle to the series? No, but it's a series. The Daredevil series was immaculate. But the Daredevil movie, I loved, bro. I love that movie. Yes, I was a kid when it came out. I remember it came out like February or something. I was like 12 Bro, I was a kid, but I still love that movie. I can watch it till this day and really enjoy it. I don't understand why it gets so much flack. I thought it was so cool. Again, I was a kid. Again, I thought it was so cool when him and um, uh, Electra was fighting on the playground. I just, I don't know. I thought that shit was so cool. Corny and Catwoman, but cool in this movie. So I'm not mad at that. I actually hope I see that now, that the rumors out there, I hope I see that. That would be super dope, especially since I don't want to see the uh, canon Matt Murdock. I, I would rather see just a quick scene with, De- with Daredevil as Ben Affleck. I think that would be fun. 
So I don't know what you guys think. Let me know at Kevin Twenty Seven World. How do you feel about Ben Affleck coming back to Marvel Universe? I think that would be dope. Now I'm just a really I'm a superhero fan. I'm down for all the geeky shit. A lot of y'all, I'm noticing a lot of y'all, man, y'all ain't superhero fans like that. Y'all be pussy, man. I want the crazy shit. I want to see something crazy and nuts. Uh oh, I think it's time to talk about the deep shit. I actually know. Matter of fact, let's talk about Stan Lee real quick, and then we'll get on the deep shit. We're going to talk about uh, Tanai Coretta with his allegations. We're going to talk about, uh, excuse me, we're going to talk about Jonathan Majors. Like, we got a lot on the docky here. Like, we're going deep. But I want to have this conversation with y'all, and I want y'all to tell me what's more important, right? We're going to listen to this whole thing. I don't know if you guys actually listened or watched the Stan Lee documentary. If you haven't yet, you should be ashamed because it was very good, especially if you are a comic book fan, a superhero fan. You definitely should have watched this like, bro, even if he ain't the pioneer of comics, he that dog. Stan Lee was born in 2022. It's 2023. His stories are still being told and are told in an incredible fashion. Miles Morales, $500 million at the box office. Spider-Man No Way Home, $1.8 billion. Like, bro, Spider-Man is the truth. And I want you guys' opinion on what he said about creating it, him and Jack Kirby. Obviously, you guys know that Jack Kirby's son came out and it kind of shot down, you know, or actually downplayed, you know, Stan Lee contributions to Marvel as opposed to his dad's, which is his dad, of course, but was saying that Stan Lee was all about himself. But I want to know what y'all think about this shit, man. Like, if I, if I, if I thought of something by myself and just because you drew it, does that make you half of the creator? I want to know what y'all think about it. But first, let's listen to this uh, little conversation that Stan Lee and Jack Kirby had after Jack Kirby left Marvel Stu- or Marvel Comics in 1972, I believe, or something, early 70s. We're speaking with Jack Kirby. Live. This interview is 1987, 17 years after. Your, uh, colleague, Stan Lee. I want to wish Jack a happy birthday. Well, Stanley, I want to thank you for calling, and I hope you're in good health, and uh, I hope you stay in good health. I'm doing my best, and the same to you. You know, whatever we did together, and no matter who did what, and I guess that's something that'll be argued forever, but I think that the product that was produced was really... I ain't gonna lie. Stan Lee was already spicy. Like, yeah, I guess that's gonna be something to uh that's going to be discussed forever like he already spicy like motherfucker i created spider-man even more than a sum of its parts i think there was some slight magic that came into effect when we worked together well uh i was never sorry for it stanley uh, it was a great experience for me if the product was good that was my satisfaction you know, I really, when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter, you know, who exactly did what. But you just say this every word of dialogue. Stan Lee was like, it does matter. 
<laughs> I don't want to. Every story. Not, and I Look, Stan Lee, like it does matter, bitch. That. What I want to. I can tell you that I wrote a few lines myself above every yes i've seen those they weren't printed in the book all right look look Jack. stan lee spicy answer me truth i wasn't allowed to write did you ever read one of the stories after it was finished i don't think you did i don't think you ever read one of my stories i think you were always busy drawing the next one you never read the book when it was finished whatever was written in them uh wasn't well it, it, it you know uh at the Hey, you see how he fumbling? He didn't read that shit. Yo, Jack Kirby didn't read that shit. The action I was interested in. I know, and I think you felt, well, it doesn't matter. Anybody can put the dialogue in. It's what I'm drawing that matters. And maybe you're right. I don't agree with it, but maybe you're right. No, I'm only trying to say. That's the question I want to know. Is it the drawing or is it the dialogue? Hey, if one man is just writing and drawing and doing a strip, it should come from an individual. I believe that you should have the opportunity uh, to do the entire thing yourself. The success of Marvel had to do with to keeping a greater attention to the characters than to the egos of the people creating them. When you mention an ego problem, the funny thing is, I'm afraid those problems are only cropping up now. I think when Jack and I did the scripts, there was no ego problem. We were just doing the best we could at the time. Listen, uh, you can understand now uh, how things really work. Alright. That's the end of that. What y'all think about that? So is it... what? Because the, the look of Spider-Man stands out. Red, blue, black Spider-Man symbol... And then you could freak it whichever way you want. White, they've done. They've done blue Spider-Man symbol, all kind of stuff. Red, like with Miguel O'Hara or Miles Morales. Like, But the symbol of Spider-Man in itself is just incredible. The look of Spider-Man. the It's so many classic memes from the comic books to this day that is pop culture, right? So you got to give Jack Kirby that. But my man Stan Lee said he was laying on the couch one day, seeing a fly on his wall, and he said, hmm, what if we had a superhero that could stick to walls? He can climb up walls and swing from a web. And then not only that, let's give him this personality to where when he's behind the mask, he's funny, he's quippy, but outside of the mask, he's dorky. He could barely get girls or he's having girl problems and this and that. He's having real world problems. He's broke. He's poor. He's getting evicted. This, which one matters most? Because I think that's why Spider-Man is the most relatable character because so many people go through trials and tribulations in their lives. And Spider-Man is the ultimate, like think about, and across the Spider-Verse, the canon events, he has to go through this trauma. He has to have this depression, and that's what makes him Spider-Man. So, I think they both are right, but you got to give, to me, you got to give Stan Lee the majority of the credit. Because I think what makes Spider-Man is the, the persona more than the look. The look is important, don't get me wrong. The mask 
I mean, they have that saying, anyone can wear the mask. Like, they have that saying. But I think if I create something and then I'd be like, hey, you draw it. Yeah, you get maybe 25% of the credit, but you don't get 50. I I believe that. I think that. What do y'all think about that? I don't think you get 50% of the credit for drawing some shit. Again, I'm not undermining Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby is a legend. I know his name for the rest of my life until I die. He created the look of Spider-Man. But I think Spider-Man is more than the look. I think it's the story. And Stan Lee created the story. And not only the story, but these stories that are shaping our lives, man. These movies are important to a lot of us. These movies, these stories, these comic books, all of this, the video games, all of this is created by a dude who's born in 1920s, early 20s. Started doing this comic book shit in the early 40s. And these stories have lit. We talking about the stories here, not just the look. These stories have lived on for 80 years. It's incredible. So I'm a side with Stan Lee on here and, and foul for the Jack Kirby son, man. That's fucked up. I was trying to bring down a dead man. Bring a dead man down. That's fucked up. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Okay. Now, let's get into the serious shit. Let's get into the serious shit. Okay. Namor actor Tanuk Hareta has exited his upcoming Netflix movie after being accused of sexual assault earlier this month. And he says, quote, my focus now is simple. Continue the process of restoring my reputation. End quote. Um, sad to see. I do not believe the woman is pressing charges. I don't think she has any evidence to prove that he did this. So, and I don't even know how much she cares about it, but maybe she wanted to get it off her chest if this really happened. But, uh, damn, sad to see, man. You get an accusation and it's like, it feels like your career is on hold or it's under siege. It's actually sad to see, you know, it only takes one accusation of something serious like this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You hate to see it, but it is what it is, right? This is the life you sign up for and you just hope when you roll the dice, you don't come out and crap out. So... I think that's crazy, but I guess what? What do you say to that? Let's hope he didn't sexually assault anyone. Like, it's such a crazy, like, paradigm that you feel with these type of situations because as a man, you would hope another man wouldn't do some crazy shit like that. And I think that's why we always root for men to be cleared of this situation. And then... You don't want it to be like, well, women just be lying. We're not saying that. But you just, we know motherfuckers out here rape. Like, we know that that stuff happens. But you just don't want to see it. You hope that doesn't, isn't the case. You know, so, I don't know. I thought he was good in Black Panther. 
But like I said, I don't need him in my life, like on some Jonathan Major shit, right? I don't need him in my life when it comes to the King Dynasty and all of that stuff. Okay. So we really about to get deep here. And we about to talk about Jonathan Majors, right? I posted very vocal on Jonathan Majors, very vocal when it first happened. I actually fell back because I'm like, hey man, it is what it is. Like we're gonna we're gonna figure it out in court. But a lot of strong accusations have just been released according to a couple of sources. And actually, Insider came out with this crazy article, and it's very damning against the uh, accuser, right? And it's very uh, exonerating, if you will, for the accused. So I thought we should actually listen to this video, go through it, and we can have a little discourse before we head on to the last topics. Okay, so let's get into it. Jonathan Majors, this is everything always. Shout out to that dude. Y'all know I fuck with his uh, videos very well. Very well broken down, I really. Comment in an exclusive that broke late last night in relation to Jonathan Majors' alleged assault charge from earlier this year in late April. And this is what they wrote verbatim, quote, his lawyer, Priya Chaudhry, told Insider that the star had hoped the misdemeanor assault charges would be dropped by the Manhattan prosecutors, but she said that Jonathan Majors was still eager to prove his innocence to a jury. His lawyer then goes on to say, quote, Mr. Bari claims that Mr. Majors assaulted her in a car in Chinatown around midnight on March 25th, 2023, and during this incident, Mr. Majors broke her finger and lacerated her ear. Charging wrote in a letter to the Manhattan criminal court judge Rachel S. Pauly that was released on April 8th. But we have proof that is a complete lie, Chaudhry told the judge, detailing a trove of defense eyewitness interviews, phone records, credit card statements, and hours of surveillance and police body camera video. Chaudhry uh -oh. alleged in the letter that this evidence suggested that Jabari injured herself some seven hours after that midnight fight took place, when Jabari took a fall while alone in Major's penthouse apartment after drinking and taking sleeping pills. Uh -oh. The evidence Chaudhry shared with Insider did not show how Jabari was injured or the entirety of the fight between Jabari and Majors that is at the center of the misdemeanor charges. It did, however, appear to support the lawyer's contention that Jabari's ear and finger were uninjured in the hours after the fight. Chaudhry continued in that letter to say Jabari had said, I don't know, 19 times when asked by arriving medics and cops how she was injured, citing police body-worn camera footage taken at the penthouse and turned over to defense by prosecutors. The letter alleges that the NYPD footage showed the lead officer, quote, coaching Mr. Bari to accuse Mr. Majors of assault. She then said in the letter that the arrest was, quote, unquote, racist and showed the officers questioning among themselves how Jonathan Majors, who they didn't recognize as a famous actor, could afford to live in a Lux penthouse. OK, tell me that's not some crazy shit, right? Now, we did hear this in the beginning in the initial uh, the initial breaking news about how he was the victim and this and that. But I'm telling you, I felt like a lot of people was on his side until his PR company dropped him. That's what made him look guilty because it was like, oh, shit, they know something we don't know. They know something we don't know. But honestly, it's looking like he's going to come out on top of this. Let's keep listening. 
Chaudhry told Insider that all six of the responding officers were white. Quote, even though Ms. Jabari admitted to drinking to the point of throwing up, taking sleeping pills, and having no idea how she woke up in a closet with a cut on her head and an injured finger, the police jumped to the conclusion that Mr. Majors, the tall, young, strong, rich black man, must have quote-unquote done this to Ms. Jabari, Chaudhry's letter alleges, citing the NYPD footage. Chaudhry also says of her client Jonathan Majors, remember, his management team in PR dropped him before he even had a chance to defend himself said that he's quote heartbroken watching his career dangle in the wind and wants this to go to trial yesterday i'm telling you that's what made him look guilty his pr team dropped him and it's like oh shit okay my boy you must have did something for your pr team that's been sticking by you all this time dropped you right sounds pretty crazy that's when i first was like oh man my dude is cooked but uh I don't know. And if that's the case, he should be able to sue them if he beat this case because they made him. I feel like the PR team is what made him look bad, in my personal opinion. Chaudhry also told Insider, quote, that the man who drove Majors and Jabari to and from the Brooklyn bar that night was not directly employed by Majors and instead worked for Black Lane, an upscale private black car company. That the man, whose name she asked not to be published, was prepared to testify that Majors never raised his voice or a hand against Jabari as they argued inside his car. Or after he pulled his car over and the dispute spilled out into the street corner. Then go on to say, quote, and he's, you know, a big guy and she's pulling him so hard that she pulls his body into the car, said the lawyer, and you see the coat rip and he does finally get out. Basically that she was pulling him and that whatever was going on assault wise, at least according to what they're claiming, was the other way around. They Look at that. Now that is what they said initially. That's their story and they are sticking to it. That is their story and they are sticking to it. I'm not mad at it. They said this initially that she was the aggressor in this whole situation, but it's a bomb that's going to drop. And I think this is the one that's going to get it. Wait till it drops. They also say that at one point in the footage reviewed by Insider, now this is coming from Insider and the guy who's writing this article, not quoting his lawyer, that Jabari used both hands to briskly fiddle with her hair. Quote, she ties her hair into a knot. If your finger is broken, you went to tie your hair into a knot, it would hurt, her lawyer said. She gathered her hair behind her ear. If your ear was cut and your finger was broken and you went to do that, you would be like, oh, what happened, she added. But she's totally fine. And this is, again, from the footage that Jonathan Major's lawyer has provided to Insider, as well as the evidence he's provided to the court. Now, this may be the point in the article like me where you're saying, wow, this really is painting a much different picture than what some of the headlines have said so far. And this is why it's really sad that his PR and management team cut ties with him because it would have been specifically his PR and management team who should have helped him handle this. Good on Jonathan Majors for crazy. The way his management team, bro, he need to sue them. He needs to sue them being able to sit on the facts and stay silent this long but guys this article is not done they go on to say quote chaudry told insider that majors and an uninjured jabari parted ways after the fight to embark on two separate and very different evenings major spent the rest of the night in an upper east side hotel the lawyer said the phone record showed that he sent jabari a breakup text before turning off his phone 
Jabari, meanwhile, befriended three of the passers-by who had witnessed the fight, the lawyer said. The one woman, the two men, headed to Lucy's, a nearby nightclub, Chaudhry said in the letter. The lawyer then says, according to Insider and from the April 8th letter, that, quote, the video from Lucy showed Jabari dancing and drinking with her new acquaintances and charging their drinks, including rounds of shots and an $800 bottle of champagne, to Jonathan Major's credit card. Look at Insider that. Reviewed Crazy. The video from she was on a dummy. She was on a crash out mission. Two hours of footage from multiple camera angles. Jabari shows no signs of having an injury to her right hand. Instead, she can be seen using her right hand to shuffle through her wallet for a credit card, handle her cell phone, hold a menu, clink champagne glasses with her friends, write and hand a note to the DJ, give what appears to be a fist bump into the air on the dance floor, and finally sign a check. That's literally what the insider writer wrote. She did all of that with the hand that she alleges had a broken finger from the fight that preceded all of the events. At one point in the video, hey, she was on a crash Ibarra mission. uses her right hand to push her hair behind her right ear, which shows no sign of the laceration police would see much later that morning when they arrived at the penthouse. There's also a bartender that's willing to testify in person that Jabari, quote, appeared to be having a great time and that he recalled no bleeding behind her ear or a bruised finger. Now guys, to me, when I hear all of this and the way that it's laid out, especially considering that there is video footage all over the place now of her from inside the Lucy's nightclub, it really makes me think about what they're saying inside of the original report, that a bunch of racist cops shows up to his apartment sees that she's injured, which if she was drinking and taking sleeping pills, she could have easily fallen, tried to catch herself, hurt her finger and cut her ear, which is what they're seeming to be painting a picture of what happened. And then decide to blame it all on Jonathan Majors, especially if she drank and took sleeping pills from the night before, she may not have been all with it. Now, I don't want to speculate at all as to what happened. That's for the court. And that's why I have to commend Marvel and Disney, the only two major companies that, well, they didn't come out and say anything and issued no official statement also didn't cut ties with the actor where you would suspect they would have done that first and it's yeah man that shit crazy the thing that got me was when they said the main he called the maintenance man and she was in the closet passed out with bruises and shit and that's when he called the police ain't that some shit that's wild the maintenance man is willing to testify. The maintenance man ain't got no problem with... He don't got nothing to do with Jonathan Major. So if the maintenance man saying he'll testify and say that's what happened, I'm all for it, man. Free Jonathan Majors. I'm all... I'm ready for King. All that. Secret Wars. All that. Bring it back. I told y'all a couple of episodes ago. I was like, I'm not about to throw away Jonathan Majors. Fuck that. And I'm super glad. I might fuck around and watch Creed 3 tonight. Seriously, John DeMajors deserved better. And because he a black man, they was like, yeah, man, we ain't going we ain't going we ain't going to sit here and have his back. We're going to just cancel him. Crazy. Now, I did say it was a little shisty, a little shady when he hopped out with Megan Good. But you know what? I'm going to keep it real. It would make sense. If he was on some player shit. Fucking with Megan. Come on, it's Megan Good. And was like, yo, I'd rather fuck with Megan Good over this chick. They got a kid together, so no disrespect, but I'm pretty sure he is like, yo, I want to be my black queens, bro. It happened like that. And shit. He was like, fuck that. I want to I get with Megan Good. Shit. 
ain't mad at him. Shit, she she in the Flash. He came. They on some superhero shit. I am not mad at him. So, you know, we got to... We, I mean, it's all for comedy. I do it for comedy regardless. I don't care what nobody say. I do it for comedy. But I think it's dope. And it's, I was, it's looking like he going to... It's looking like he's going to beat this case. So I'm happy for him, you know, super happy for him. Okay, before I get out of here, let's talk about Marvel launching a series of what if books in 2024, including what if Loki was worthy, a Loki and Valkyrie story? What if Wanda and Peter were siblings, a Scarlet Witch and Spider-Man story? And what if Mark Spector was a host to Venom, a Moon Knight and Venom story? Okay, those are crazy concepts. The what if Mark Spector was a host to Venom? That's crazy because him having the different personalities along with the Venom personality already, that's wild. What if Wanda and Peter were siblings? Mm, not sure how I feel about that. I'm not, I don't understand why that would even make sense. Like, why would that have anything to do with anything? So I'm not sure about that one. Uh, the what if Loki was worthy, a Loki and Valkyrie story. That's actually interesting. And I'm thinking that these could be stories for what if season three or Something like that. I'm still mad we're not getting What If Season 2 this year, but whatever. No one wants to make me happy, right? But I think these are all great ideas, and I am here for it. Would I cop the books? Probably not. I mean, shit, who got time? I don't know. I don't know. Do I got time to be reading books? I got time to listen to a book. I don't know about read one. Okay, before I get out of here, let's talk about this. I kind of mentioned it on my last episode. Uh, go ahead and listen to both the instant reaction feature, my boy Stevie, make him laugh, and then listen to the ultimate review live commentary featuring me, just me, solo show, but very good. You know how I do live commentary, whole episode. But let's talk about this. A few animators for Across the Spider-Verse have come out about unsustainable unsustainable working conditions that caused approximately 100 artists to leave the film. And they said these included demands to redo finished work five times potential 11 hours a day for seven-day working weeks. How do I feel about that? Y'all know. It's not even a secret. I just told y'all about the strike that was going on at the hospital I worked at. That never happened because, bro, monkeys got to get paid. Yo, we all out here to get paid. And if you, as you, it, to me, I'm not, I, bro. If you have to do 11 hours for the job that you love, maybe you don't love it. Okay, I'll say that. Maybe you don't love being a visual effects animator and you're just doing it to get a paycheck, but you, Bro, you know, high-stakes jobs come with a lot of work, a lot of not seeing your family. It's a part of life. I'm sorry. If you want to see your family every day, you can work at McDonald's or you, not even McDonald's, but you can just work a regular 40-hour 40 40 hour a week job. Like, 
let's just be real here. If you really feel like that, you can work a regular job that's 40 hours a week. I can tell my manager if I want to, hey, I don't want to work a double shift. I don't want to work. Bro, my, I'm not as high stakes as other people. Other motherfuckers, bro, you better not tell your manager, oh, man, sh- I ain't working on double shit. They're going to look at you like you crazy. Like, bro, I'm telling you, if you don't want that, you just got to change your job field. A hundred people is insane. Working 11 days a week or 11 hours a week to do something that you love, which is animation. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to feel bad for people like that. Now, I see a lot of people being on the um, bandwagon like, oh, Delay beyond the spider verse another year and let's get it right. But get y'all ass in there and get to work, bro. I'm sorry. I'm not fucking feeling bad for anyone working in Hollywood. This is what you signed up for, and this is what we need. We need shit running 24-7 on the clock. I'm sorry, bro. I don't feel bad for you if you working. We all work. We men, that's what we do. We women, that's what we do. You got work. We all humans. We all are here to work. We not fucking grasshoppers and we can just fly across the world and do what we want to. We not fucking birds. We humans. We got to work for the man. Bro, blame your people. That's Y'all want to set it up like this? So let's work. Let's work. The post I posted, I was like, oh, man. I thought motherfuckers working. Uh, I thought motherfuckers had the four day work week in Hollywood. No, get y'all ass to work. Stop crying so damn much. And honestly, if it's too much, leave like I did. They left, and there are other people to do. You know why? Because they don't need you. They can always do something else. I've seen a fucking clown on Twitter talking about they need a visual effects right now. Shut the fuck up, bro. Work. Do your fucking job. I'm not sitting here crying with anyone having to do their job. You know why? My job is taxing. Shit. My knee hurt. My back hurt. My job is taxing. Okay? Shit. A lot of this shit is taxing. The common folk, we don't get the acclaim. And, of course, visual effects artists, they don't get the acclaim. I don't know who these motherfuckers be. But at the same time, bro, it's what you sign up for. You got to deal with consequences. You got to deal with the ebbs, the flows. I would love to be on a premiere to see something that I've helped work on. So that's just my opinion. I'm sorry. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was a Marvel news show. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Next up, I believe we will be having the uh, top five multiverse movies of my lifetime, I will say, because I'm talking about multiverse movies all the way back as far as butterfly effect, and we're gonna I don't want to say break down, but we're gonna discuss all of the films that I really enjoy. And I might even say top five, I'm gonna just rank the ones I love and just put them all in order as far as multiverse films because we are in the multiverse saga, right? So I feel like we should talk about that, and I think you guys will all enjoy it, right? And then next up on the docket after that should be the Captain Marvel. Uh, ultimate review that's gonna be a fun one, and I know you guys will be tuned, stay or will stay tuned for this. July will be a lot of podcasts. I just let you guys know, 
July is going to be going crazy. It's at least going to be three a week, maybe four. Like every time I have an idea, I'm just going, especially now because I'm not doing any YouTube videos and I'm just going straight, whatever the hell going off the cuff and just having my broad, broad raw ideas going out. It's going to be crazy. So all of that, we're going to be having t-shirt updates coming soon. A lot will be going on. So stay tuned, man. Keep the notification bells on. A lot of episodes will be coming out. A lot of fun. Y'all know how I do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm coming here for the good content, okay? So hope you guys enjoyed this one. As I have enjoyed, make sure you listen to the other two. We have two Secret Invasion episodes. One with my boy Stevie, make him laugh. And then we have a live commentary episode, which I have fun. A lot of fun with. So make sure you guys go and tune in to all the episodes coming out on Kevin 27 World on Strata the Marvel. We are in the prime time. This is prime time, right? I feel like every time a Marvel show comes out, it's prime time. It's always when I have the most listenership. People love the movies and all of that stuff, but when it's the shows... This is when it's prime time, and I am here for y'all. I am here with loads of content, and it's not just going to be Secret Invasion content, but just a lot of Marvel content in general. I feel like this is when we out of the dog day, right? When we have a good Marvel TV show. Even though I hate it when it's six episodes, I cannot wait until Daredevil comes out, and it's going to be 18 episodes. Long, long, long. I love that. But... Uh oh, the yawns are coming. All right, y'all. I'm out of here. Believe until you make believers. I'll see you on the next episode.